The Protect Your Neck Podcast, UFC Vegas 73 Breakdown, Picks, Plays, whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. When you were before, couldn't look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather in a beautiful Wish I was special. You're so fucking special. But I'm a creep. Yo, what's up, everybody? Dan Tom here from MMA Junkies, as well as the Action Network, host of this here program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast. Of course, we break down high-level MMA, but in a you know, slightly different way. I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but point is we're going to get to it uh, in our own weird little way here. The normal way, normal format of the show, of course, we recap the week before if we haven't already for whatever reason, and we do that from top to bottom, and then we will uh, get into the show. This week's show, UFC Vegas 73, UFC Fight Night 223, UFC Fight Night Dern versus Hill, impromptu as most of our main events and a lot of matchups as of today's UFC are. Of course, we'll be doing that from top to bottom and then recapping the picks and plays at the very end in case you're running short on time. Recording this as per usual on Thursday evening right over on YouTube. If you want to subscribe and like to the channel, appreciate it. I haven't liked this video yet, so if you guys want to like it double time for me, I know you can't like it twice, but you could try. Maybe not, actually. It might undo the like. Just, just make sure you like it. I appreciate it. Of course, if you're listening in the future, future, future on any podcast players, any five-star ratings and reviews, you really appreciate it, especially right now, if you know what I mean, uh, and uh, all that. And again, if you guys, uh, you know, again, are in a rush or you just don't like the sound of my voice or trying to listen to me as little possible, uh, again, I don't know if this is breaking anybody, but I don't blame you. I don't like listening to myself either, uh, whether it's going back to edit these things or really otherwise. So again, that's the thing me and my haters have in common is we both don't really enjoy me too much. So you can always fast forward. Get those picks and plays. I try to recap them for you. You know, not many not many podcasts do that, and I'm not trying to take shots, but it's just whether they're breakdown podcasts, gambling podcasts, free podcasts, podcasts that charge you, you know, uh, they don't make it very easy. I, I tweet it out. I have it in written. I have it in audio. I have it in video. Uh, I recap them at the end of said audio and video. I, I do it in multiple ways for free for the better part of a decade now so you know again say what you will but you know don't say I'm out here uh, I'm out here not not trying to make it as easy for you to follow or fade in the shit this year uh, my analysis again we're gonna try to close this is gonna be the last one half of the show year and uh, as far as that goes you know because there's no, no no shows till June right so you know, depends on how you want to do it. Maybe you could start it in July. But uh, I'm going to count it at the half-year point at the end of this show. And maybe I don't have a remainder. Maybe I'm at, like, five UFC winning shows. But no more than five. I could be at four. Like, it's been that bad this year. It's going to be really sad if uh, I only need one hand to uh, <laughs> count my winning UFC nights, right? So 
Um, we'll, we'll see what we can turn around again, man. Even when I'm riding air quotes high, not that I'm a high rider with my head up in the air, nose up, victory lapping and dancing. You guys know that's not my thing. But uh, even when uh, you know I have every right to be doing that, and I keep it realistic, man. Uh, this game's volatile. There's a lot of luck involved as well. Um, so I just try to keep that same energy, knowing uh, you know, yeah, luck can change that fast. So. Let's see who's in uh, as I check the stream. We got uh, James Kendrick in the house, Makatu Kayagoku. Uh, again, uh, Super Chat and stuff is active. I haven't really been advertising that I monetize these things as far as that goes. Uh, one, because again, despite accusations, it's not my style. Uh, I'm not a good businessman. I don't like to charge people. That's why I was a bad karate teacher back in my day. Uh, and other, you know, things i'm just not 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 very good like to do the, the, the nice things uh where i can but yeah that stuff is active um those questions of course if you submit hit the super chat or whatever will get priority not the old exclusivity and as you regulars know i will do my best to answer you anyways but i'm also doing my best to keep these shows tight and i know many of you have asked and have had to like go through repeating the questions and they're sometimes lengthy questions so i appreciate it and i apologize that you have to do that, but I, I've been asked when's the best time. Basically, off the top of my, the show, going to get to a little bit of shouts here. Um, before we get to the breakdown after the recap, um, and I marked these in the timestamps, which I'll have better ones in YouTube. After this is recorded, I will, despite being starving and having deadlines and other things to do, uh, I usually plot my ass down and make sure I get timestamps and edit this thing and throw it on the audio feeds. So I will mark those times, but yeah, I like to do it uh, beginning. Uh, after uh, you know, uh, after the recap slash before the breakdown, um, again, if it's a really uh, high conjecture, or whatever, it's gonna create a lot of chat. The big fight, not just the main event or co-main event, because you know, especially the latter, it's pretty been much been non-existent since 2019. Started the ESPN section of the mega churning out content era. Um, yeah, uh, sorry, mega churning out my thoughts in my head. I thought I was doing good without lack of sleep this week, and now it's catching up to me during the stream. How about that? Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so of course, like meaningful fights, I'll, I'll stop, and if there's like a lot of pop-off in the chat, I'll be like, okay, what's going on? Apparently you guys got questions on that one. Otherwise, I'm going to try to wait to the very end. So three points, beginning, middle, and end, which again, I will account for and have been accounting for in the timestamp. So, uh, going to go through and give you guys some shouts. We got uh, Dan C. in the house. Another Dan. I haven't seen you before, but what's up, Dan C.? Good to see you. Let's get it this weekend indeed. Uh, hopefully you guys get it. I'm going to do my best again. <laughs> no promises here. Mark, not that I ever make promises or guarantees. Anyways, Mark Fellows, DT, greetings from Vietnam. Vietnam. Oh, nice. Let's blow up the worldwide viewership. Yeah, I don't want to blow up things like uh, Shatri and get a clip by my guy Bohachinia Depot. Shout out to him. One of my favorite follows on the old Twitter machine there. Um, but yeah, enjoy Vietnam, man. You get some uh, good food and get lost on a trail. Don't get too lost. I had a cousin uh, do what I would love to do. Just you know, I, I would love to do it. You know, uh, even more dangerous. Although you know, I don't know how far my brown skin would get me. I would you know be labeled as a chinito or something real fast. I want to do it through South America. But uh, I had a cousin would rent a motorcycle and just got lost and not try not to see you know white people for like two weeks. So he put it. Uh, which is funny because uh, he's half Chinese like me, but he actually looks looks pretty Caucasian. So it's always funny hearing people talk like that. But I love my I love my cousin. I'm just saying, uh, it's it's always it's always a funny thing. Um, but yeah, man, Vietnam uh, is always a 
you know, there's always good times, of course, in case you were there during, just kidding, just kidding, I have a stepdad who, uh, you know, fairly traumatic uh, in the Vietnam War, uh, done a lot to his body, so obviously I'm not kidding, but nowadays it's very, you know, they, 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 they've gotten in their tourism and whatnot, and uh, Mark, I know you are a good traveler, as are most Australians, so I know you'll have a good time there, sir. Jimmy Kudo, massive shout out to Dan Tom, he's passing off uh, he's pissing off bigoted WMMA person. Love to see losers come out of their hole to show how bad they really are. Yeah, apparently I'm I'm, I'm pissing off more people and, and developing more haters. Uh, someone, uh, you know, a friend of the show, friend of the podcast. I haven't met him, but would be a friend of mine. Shared me some of this person. I don't even know this person. I don't want to know. I don't care. And I was like, hey, this like, amidst like all my hate, I'm getting it like you know, getting it from like you know. Uh, you know, certain certain groups of people around the world uh, getting it from gambling Twitter on the other side, and then you know, uh, you people on my YouTube are letting me know that I'm pissing off apparently YouTubers as well. People are dedicating entire chats to hating on me. Um, I uh, I thanks question mark for letting me know this, but uh, I I I understand that it's a very good intention that it, these are coming from good people, but uh, I don't really care, and honestly, I. I it was the ironic part before all this stuff blew up. I was making the move to try to move away from social media for many reasons, such as those not not even having to do with me, just the general bum out that it is, and also with my extra duties. Uh, because again, people who are hating that I'm on these shows and having a voice, well, trying to get me fired. Well, they uh, sorry to break it to you, but they actually they actually started paying me more and having me do more stuff. So for that reason, I've actually been trying to actually space off and then maybe me being an asshole that I that I also am uh, and the contrarian that I admittedly am uh, I, I've been staying on to do pushback but honestly I'm, I'm honestly just trying to move on from that now you know I've been just block muted uh, people who you know I need to or I see and I just try to move on with my day man and just try to remember that uh, I'm getting to do what I love uh, for a living this is awesome I don't uh, I can, you know, uh, I can keep doing bad on bets. It's fine. It's it's my money. I'm responsible. I'm not telling people to follow me. I give free content, um, and I I definitely stay responsible. My own personal life, pay my bills, and I'm able to thankfully now pay my bills um, through doing what I love. So I'm just gonna keep that focus and energy. And uh, if you guys can, uh, you know, I appreciate you wanting to share that 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 I have haters out there, but that's not. It may seem like it just because I'm I'm not afraid to go at these people, you know, but. That doesn't mean I enjoy this stuff, because I don't, and I don't think anybody would, you know, and take that for a victory if you will, but I, I just don't know who anybody who would enjoy that, so I'm trying to keep that out, out of my purview, but good for them, I guess, and thanks, I guess. Uh, Makatu Kayagoku, when you say your uh, mind says fighters, but heart goes for another fighter, does that mean you don't bet them? Sorry, English is my second language. No, you're doing uh, really good, uh, Makatu. Um, when I say uh, my mind says, my mind basically means, you know, my analysis, my process, which of course can always be wrong, but that is the part that I'm trying to keep non-biased, process-driven, being able to show my work. Um, but whether it's a fighter that trains out of my gym, uh, that I'm just very sympathetic to their story, um, you know, uh, or whatnot, or a bunch of friends are betting on them, um, you know, my heart will go with them and or the people supporting them. When I say that, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not betting the fight too. Sometimes I can bet one side, but you know, like um, I, I bet Tim Means and then lost, but it was to Morono, who's a fighter that I've got a soft spot for. Big fan of him and his team. 
Um, so sometimes my heart can still be with the other side, even if I didn't pick them. And I actually placed the bet, uh, you know, opposite of them. So of course it's you know given certain context, but that's kind of what that means. Uh, James Kendrick, hi Dan, ready to break down this awful UFC card? I'm trying to avoid it as you can tell, but we'll get we get into it soon enough. James continues, UFC is stinking up everything lately, but listening to the show is better than watching UFC Vegas 73. Hey, didn't happen yet, uh, so you can't say that about the cards. That didn't no, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna roll out that trope, but I will say, uh, easy buddy, easy. I, I, this is a this is a show with a. You know, with a uh, with a with a doofus uh, uh, sailing the boat here. Let's let's not do too crazy. But I appreciate I appreciate the uh, enthusiasm. My man, Ghost Phantom in the house. Can't stay too long, but wishing you a good show. Appreciate you, sir. Enjoy yourself. Real Susan Truesdale, another regular. UFC is squirting out garbage. I'm with James here to listen and actually watch the card and brag to my friends and pretend that I watched the card. There we go. There we go. Appreciate the listenings uh, regardless. All right, we'll get to it here. Just going to double check to make sure we're posted and going okay on the old Twitter machine. Ba-da-ba-bam. I do my own self-producing like a professional uh, over here. Um, all right, looks like we're going, so why not? Let's drive this into the rocks. We had UFC uh, Bellator results. Um, I... I I think I did terrible my picks. I think it was like one for four in picks, but again, didn't bet, didn't you know? Uh, to be honest, uh, that was kind of thrown in the docket, kind of kind of late last week and uh, and whatnot. And um, yeah, not much to, uh, to to recap there. No offense to to, to uh, Bellator. Appreciate them doing their thing. Not making very many uh, Canadian fans friendly, especially with Canada. Uh, Canada, uh, you know, uh, could need some more MMA exposure there. But that's another topic. Better covered by others. Shout out to my guy, A.B. Aaron Bronstetter on the TSN MMA show. Can better speak to that and the Canadian purview. Uh, but as far as I actually wrote my uh, UFC results under Bellator results, which is why I brought that up. But yes, as far as UFC Charlotte, oh boy. Yeah, we we almost got reverse sweep if it wasn't for the jail man, baby. We'll get to that in a second. We went 4-7 and seven overall in picks. Oof. Oof. Awful. 0-2 uh, in straight plays. Uh, one in four in props, uh, one out of four in the round robin, which means we get nothing from that. Which also means we went, of course, zero and one in the long shot parlay, where we uh, routinely uh, parlay the round robin legs together for one straight. Uh, you know, for not one straight. Uh, you know, for one parlay and um, and uh, at a small amount, and uh, that did not hit. We again. Not not a huge amount, but it wasn't like you know the, the event before, where at least you know it's like what, what Dan are you measuring your uh, your wins and how little you lose now? Hey, you got to go with what you're getting at this point. But no, no, seriously, uh, minus two point six eight units, so just over two point five units under, which 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 sucks. You know, I didn't bet as I think I bet like two units or so under my average, or maybe not average, but usual, close to average. Um, so I guess that's good. But uh, and it's funny, like my the biggest bets keep hitting on these losing nights. So my most confident bets um, are hitting for whatever that's worth. But it's just uh, it is not enough. It's the other stuff that uh, I get lost in the sauce. I'm not sure, uh, you know. Um, it, you you know me. I, I've done enough messing around between volume betting, uh, snipering, and everything in between, and it's just. You're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. It's more maybe uh, corrections in other areas, which we can uh, talk about. We got our results pulled up here. Look at me, like a like a professional. Again, the jail man. Jail man. 
uh, didn't quite go to pound town. He just, you know, a little more of a, a little more of an uh, assisted, uh, assisted, uh, you know, suicide there. A little David Carradine action, auto erotic maybe, uh, for Jarzinho Rosenstrach, um, who, uh, man, looking at those payouts, man, I could see why. I actually could see why Rosenstrach took this fight now. Uh, <laughs> it's just like let me just, let me just throw some punches and. Uh, you know, if he gets me down, I'll just stay relaxed, which, you know, always helps. And, uh, you know, we'll get out of there. And, and uh, as my guy, shout out to Atri UK fan, uh, Wes Colvin said, uh, you know, he gave it up like a good cellmate should. So, uh, <laughs> Jailman Cash round one. Again, that's what I was talking about, you know, um, even without the uh, quote-unquote money angle of that, right? Um, but uh, that's what I was talking about as far as, like, you could argue that if it goes to round two, something went wrong for the jail man. So instead of having a choose pocket, just, you know, go round one. You could still get it at plus money or even money if you want to be a stickler, plus 100. At least that's what I got it at. 1.5 units hits, but I, of course, gave some back because there was a little hedge, which I may or may not... Um, add uh, for one of my plays, one of the few plays that I have for you coming for UFC Vegas 73. I'm not a big hedge guy, but again, when you are just eating shit sandwiches like all year after uh, another year of just ridiculous being on the wrong end of bad decisions and, and, and injuries, this year is more just... I, I, I've had a little bit of that too, but I, I try not to complain about that because honestly, it's just been either bad bets, which I come clean with, and or just... Again, it's volatility. We can pretend that we're Einstein and shit on other people, but the truth is you're never as smart as you like to think you are even when you're winning. And um, as bad as it is for other people, um, it's never as bad uh, as uh, you know the, the shit-talkers make it out to be and really uh, as one could make it out to be with just the face facts if you look at just, again, how easy it could have been, you know, uh, you've been on that side or maybe you picked that wrong side, but you, you were just, you know, lucky enough to not have bet it. And stuff that you did bet, you were lucky enough to have cashed. So you play that game, it always averages out more toward the middle than we like to pretend, for better or worse. Um, so, uh, so yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, uh, I, I've i been doing a little bit of a hedge city there, and I did that with Rosenstruck by KO because that was his only path. Of course, it did not happen. Still profited in that fight and lost on the night. Uh, lost on this one. This one was surprising. Uh, I, I just want to say it's a bad bet because, A, I... When I say I haven't come clean on bad bets, it's not just me saying that. Uh, it, I I say that by default. If a bad if a bet doesn't cash, yeah, I can make up all the excuses in the world, but I counter them like a bad bet is a bad bet doesn't cash, right? And there are just bad bets in, in retrospect, and I also try to buckle down on myself and be critical there too. Um, this one I, I will say was because again you had Anthony Smith, even though he was opened as more of a favorite, so I believe so you were getting a, a discounted line. Um, or maybe he opened as the underdog. I'm sorry, uh, but money was coming in on Smith, and people that I I, I know and respect were betting Smith, which, which scared me because I'm like, okay, I know I'm the guy who gets suckered in uh, to betting like a gritty veteran. I know I'm the guy who gets suckered into trying to fade the athletic, explosive opportunist uh, who maybe lacks process. Though Johnny Walker's been getting much better about that, and I did give him credit for that, and I did say leg kicks were going to be the key. I just didn't think they were going to shut Smith down that bad. So I, I did cite that in my defense. I'm not just broad brushing, you know, Johnny Walker bad or anything like that uh, in, in my defense there. But, man, this just felt like a really bad bet, and uh, I, I already knew I wasn't going to cash early on watching it. Um, it kind of became clear. And I felt a little less crazy, even though, yes, I won't get credited for, you know, uh, 
correctly citing analysis in a fight that either uh, I picked wrong, but especially a fight I bet wrong. You know, you're you're a wrong loser. Okay, I get it. Fine. Um, but I do feel less crazy for mentioning the leg kicks there, and more importantly, um, I may or may not have scouted Johnny Walker recently um, for a high-level coach, and um, one of the focus was uh, in the report and conversations was his leg kicks, and um, to hear Anthony Smith, because Anthony Smith's just an honest guy, and you know, again, regardless, you, you got to appreciate that. That's one of the things, of many things that I appreciate about Anthony Smith, and he was coming clean on that on, on his kind of radio show, talking about, you know, um, I don't know what it is. It's not that we don't practice it, we train it. I just can't check it live to save my life. And there, of course, technical things you can point to, as well as technical things for advice you could point to, of course. And I'm sure Anthony's heard it, uh, but there is a block there and he also admits and it's clear to see he's just not taking him as well either you know before even when it would hurt him it would kind of force the action and you know that mean he would win the fight no but it would force him into action and aside from that takedown at the end of round one we didn't really uh see that he was kind of there for the taking but walker uh trying to defend you know and give credit to him his coach his camp for their improvements but also anybody making the neutering comments i mean you know, it's hard to defend that when you you know you've got you've got Anthony Smith. I don't want to say on a platter because he's like I said my breakdown. He's a difficult guy to finish when hurt, so you got to give some credit there, of course. But but yeah, um, if you just didn't take the plus money on Walker, the even money money line, um, then uh, sympathies if you were just like betting the Walker KO and didn't get that or finish. Called this finish right. Is along with the next two, but it didn't matter at this point in the night. Or with certain particular fights. Uh, Ian Machado Gary defeated Daniel Rodriguez via TKO. Again, uh, I'm not a big fan of you know of the personality and the impressions of the I'm not here to be Irish, I'm here to be Brazilian, I'm not here to take over, I'm here to be Portuguese. Uh, or whatever, but it's just funny because he's actually going to Brazil to do jiu-jitsu like it's a 2010 GSP era, but I appreciate it. Um, and But I, I did say even though I'm a, I'm a D-Rod fan, uh, again, heart with D-Rod, I guess you could say. But uh, pick and even a bet, even though it was a small one because it was just a part of the round robin, which did not pay off even though this was correct. Gary by KO, I didn't want to verbalize it because I thought it would curse it. And then in return, I didn't curse it. I cashed it and in return cursed the others, which were probably already cursed anyways with whatever else I'm dealing with right now. But, uh, yeah, remind me of the Yanez by KO price where we're getting... I would I would want more than... Well, actually, Yanez, I think, by KO, was that plus 180, so maybe not. This was, like, plus 260, I believe, or plus 160. I don't know. I remember it was similar price, and I feel like it could have been higher for a guy who's technically never been KO'd. Um, but the uh, counters off extensions, this one was more of that classic, uh, not southpaw double attack, because he was on the orthodox end, but, like, that Cowboy Cerrone, you know, when you see it from the orthodox side, get him to parry the cross, come through with the kick, and followed up. Uh, good for him. Carlos Olberg, even though, again, I was really, I'm not going to lie, I was really close to picking Potiera, and the number was just stupid. And, and part of me was like, it's more of just the number stupid thing. Um, my analysis saw Carlos Olberg drawing him onto a left hand because the guy clearly spent a bunch of time mimicking Alex Pereira, who is facing Jan Blockwich, and I, I've warmed a bit to that one. I'm just a bit of curmudgeon, folks. You know, first of all, Dana's doing the counter-programming thing with announcements, with fight announcements. It's like, 
Dude, who still gets excited for fight announcements? There's too many fights to fucking keep track of. Most of them don't happen. Secondly, most of those fights aren't even signed. Um, and it's just more the thing of like, it's not even like Bobby Green and Tony Ferguson's a bad match. I like the older guys fighting each other, but it's just, of course, my favorite guys always have to freaking fight each other, and it just sucks. And I don't think that Tony Ferguson should be signed uh, to fight right now with what he's going through. I think that should be waited on. So part of me is worries about that. But again, whether it was 249 or um, before 249 where they had him had Pettis or whatever, even risk his winning streak even before that, or this, or many other times, uh, of course, they always count on Tony Fer. They count on these fighters, right, to save the show. So... And he won't get any credit for that. But, yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Poetan Pineda, yeah, that uh, interesting matchup will get uh, grappling answers for sure. But, yeah, I, I would have kind of not mind them to uh, maybe even, like, you know, matched him up with Olberg here, who's now uh, on a run. Of course, back to the Boteria inkling, since I couldn't officially pick him. But that KO number was so stupid, like plus 700. Um, I threw that in a round robin, uh, because that's a way to not really, you know, have to pick or really be seriously exposed to throw kind of fun flyers. That's what kind of round robins are designed for. And as you know, uh, my round robin's weird. It only, it's really finicky at what it allows me to do and limits me to each week. Slash, there wasn't a lot of options I liked outside of that and what I was allowed to play. So oftentimes, if you see it, you're scratching your head. A lot of times, it, it's the best number and the best option it's allowing me to play. And I'm usually pretty, you know, I, I, I'll do an extra description on that. Uh, Alex Moreno defeated Tim Means via submission, uh, of course. Uh, uh, guillotine choke. I just mentioned that fight. Um, Tim was doing so well. That was just more of a crush for me because I just knew my, my night was pretty much done at that point. I was like, ugh, I, I really, you know. Um, my night was pretty much done at that point. Uh, so I was just like, ugh. But I was happy for, for Moreno and his team. But again, you know, Tim Means just showing the, just like the, you know, the Southpaw uh, report I did, you know. Uh, showing um, the uh, it's like it's like he read it. it was just going to the body even throwing kicks more than Tim usually does at this late stage slash since the Nico Price ankle break um, and it was all right there I was looking like a genius and then boom a guillotine off a spinning back fist because you know again that's Armin guillotine off a spinning back fist because you know that's a that's a very common combo so I was just like ah oh, really Apparently, I don't know about off of a spinning back fist, but apparently the arm in is Morona's move. And it was funny. I was listening to another podcast talk about, like, oh, is Rona? Which I hope, I'm, I'm not hating, and I hope they went with their inklings. Because I heard someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were thinking aloud, like, is Morona a submission guy? And I remember in my head going, ha, 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 you stupid. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't uh, Ian from, or I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, what's his name from uh, Mallrats, uh, Liam uh, from Mallrats. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. Uh, no, but I was just like, uh, Alex, I know he's a business user of black belt, but uh, Morono never reliably or meaningfully or has a process to grappling. Like, he's, you know, you can't you can't reliably rely on him to do that, right? So repeat my words there. Um, and, of, co of course, it happens. Uh, Matt Brown defeated Court McGee. I bet the wrong old guy. I should have bet Matt Brown versus Court McGee. But, again, like I t say all the time, and this is another perfect uh Opportunity and it happens to the best of us, you know. I had my guy Clint on here recently, and I forget there was a fight we were recapping from a previous event that we both missed on for the same reason. We just simply did not get to it. There's so much going on, 
uh, not just in life, you know, at least for, for some of us, we can't spend it all day behind the keyboard. Uh, there's so much to do in life. There's so many fights, right? There, there's, there, it's, it's, it's really tough. You can only get to so much. And I hate it, because, and that's why I'm extra critical of what they put on the main card and their card formats, because I am paid to break down the main card. I am not paid to go to the prelims. I will reach the prelims. There's a fight I really like and have time for, which that I don't even have time for that. Uh, but usually, usually now, it's, it's when I need a bet or more bets or I need something for my prop squad and I didn't find anything I like in my main card, right? Um, you know, uh, comb through, you know, kind of a deal. Uh, and this was just one of those deals where, you know, it was, sadly, it was between Carl Williams and Chase Sherman and Matt Brown, Court McGee. You're like, well, it's a no-brainer, but again... Like I just said, I'm not doing, I don't even really get that luxury to do by fights I like anymore. Otherwise, of course, I would have looked into Matt Brown and Court McGee versus Carl Williams and Chase Sherman. But there was a more clear angle and a more clear side to Williams and Sherman. I needed something for the prop squad. I needed something else, really, just a bet in general for my round robins, etc. Some nice high plus numbers. Whereas, okay, maybe I'm leaning to McGee, my heart's with Brown. Okay, let's say I run it through the comb and I actually do end up, you know, my brain, right? My mind, right back to the previous question. My mind, as well as my heart, is with Brown. Well, what then? Then I have another money line play that's probably a whole nother unit. Double what I planned to spend, planned to spend in a Carl Williams fight, which was round flyers two and three, right? So it was double exposure for a smaller money only adding to the amount of exposure, uh, which would only make me feel worse when I inevitably lose, of course, because that's what I do, especially in 2023. So that was kind of the, it really came down to the wire, and of course, you know, pick the wrong vet above that fight in the main card, and then um, make the wrong sprinkles below, because uh, Carl Williams is the classic, despite being one of the only guys in this division who wrestles. Let me just wait to either I get punched out like Curtis Blades, or I gas myself out, uh, before I start uh, meaningfully getting to the wrestling. And uh, he's really going to have to, by the way, add single legs, like I said in my tweet. Uh, Carl Williams says, both save energy and, as DC says, make the big guys balance. You know, he's really going to need that. And he's he's really heavy on his jab, so he can kind of do the thing like guys like uh, Stipe did when he was uh, younger in his career. You don't really see Stipe do that much e either. Maybe there's, again, something back or knee related there to, to go along with eye. Eyes and age and and out of competition and all the other myriad, pretty much every issue Stipe has, but let's watch John Jones just fucking slaughter him and claim he's God to everybody. Because that's, that's what he does. God damn, man. Oh, if, you know, if the Khabib fans didn't fade out just in time for the John Jones fans to come back, baby. Holy shit. And we'll talk about, like, we got to do a top five most annoying fan bases, and uh, I might have just named uh, the tie for number one uh, slash top two. Uh, and I'm not all Khabib fans and John Jones fans are bad. You are not bad. Uh, you are not on my bad list if you like that. It's not what I'm saying, folks. You know what I'm saying. You know, one of my favorite bands when I was growing up was AFI. Loved them. Fucking hated the fans. Fucking could not stand. Uh, my biggest, hardest problem was not throwing a punch at somebody before getting in the venue because you had to, you know, line up just to get in slash get a decent spot, which meant getting there early and having to subject yourself around the fucking smelliest goons. And uh, I'm not, you know, judging punk rock. I, I love me some punk rock kids, uh, punk rock chicks, all about that, baby. Not hating. I'm just saying AFI. You know, there's just certain things. They just, they, even if you like them, they got the most annoying fucking fans. Um... It's just me. Uh, Matt Brown, though. I mean, uh, Matt Brown. Matt Brown going to punch you. Matt Brown going to tie the KO record. Matt Brown going Matt Brown. 
Uh, Matt Brown is kind of just like a Stone Cold Steve Austin of sorts. And, uh, yeah, just Ice Court McGee. Congrats um, to anybody that took that dog shot. Uh, people were uh, saying congrats to me, and I'm like, no, I didn't bet it. In fact, I picked the other side. But, again, you know, back to keeping that same energy or back to my certain biases and uh, that question or back to that question from earlier. You know, my heart was with Brown, but my mind was with McGee, right? So, but 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 you guys know me, man. When uh, when these old dudes come up big, I get so happy. You know, I I have such FOMO on missing out on these spots, as you can tell as well. Um, so that was kind of a dual recap of Matt Brown, McGee, and William Sherman, Sherman Williams, uh, Douglas De Silva, DeAndrage, or Dion Drugs. Uh, defeated Cody Stamen. Look at this brick shit house. Uh, I, uh, fans of uh, I think you should leave. I just I think of that uh, I, every time I see Cody Stamen. I think of that uh, that uh, this brick shit house. You know, it's just funny because he was fighting like another like just short bricked up dude in Douglas De Silva. And it was like two little little buff boys, little buff boys, bodies of men, bodies of men. <laughs> Sorry. Stuck in my head now. Uh, and then, you know, you could, uh, you know, Douglas Da Silva could do some Troll Boy action, you know. It can't be Troll Boy, but it was Troll Boy. Douglas Da Silva, uh, I'm not trying to be mean with that. I, I really like Douglas Da Silva. I usually play him as a dog. Wasn't a big enough number to catch my attention here. So I kind of picked Stamen and Pass because it was a close fight. Um, but I get it, you know. I don't like, again, of course, as an Extreme Couture guy. Of course, it's a guy I picked. Not bet on this time, like a Sun Sal. But, of course, it's, you know, guy I picked, guy from my gym, guy I like. Uh, you know, again, losing out on that positional thing. I know you can never say quite where the, exactly the position is going to be. We can really overthink it and get ourselves into some real dangerous territory in Speculation City if we want to name the exact position. But I feel like when it's obvious enough to where, just like when the cage grab, even though they don't give points every time, slash even as much as they should, obviously, uh, even but but even with that criticism said, when it's enough to prevent the takedown, they will take the point. Well, if it's enough to see that it clearly would have ended up on the ground, um, you know, unless they're doing some kind of a sacrifice throw, which you know, again, those are sloppy and seldom seldom ever clean cleanly hit. Um, like yeah, just give them a top position, just do it full guard. I mean, you don't got to give them half or side, just give them old, you know, inside the guard kind of a deal. Um, but uh, neither here nor there. As far as, you know, outside of that, um, I get it. Uh, <clears throat> I, I feel like uh, there, there there would have been an argument for a 10-8. Uh, it was close enough for me because I like 10-8s a lot, not just being biased here. But Douglas De Silva, even though he misses a lot, what does he do? He does big swings, big spins, big swings, head smash shots. End of the round. Uh, and uh, even if you thought it was a 10-8, you could argue that he fought his way to a 10-9 at that point. And let's be honest, judges are much more stingy than my ass about giving those 10-8s. So didn't expect it. Would have loved to have seen it. I'm not trying to argue against it. Believe me, I, I will argue for them. Even if uh, they don't quite get there, I will I will still argue for it, right? But, but yeah, I, I could see how they got to this this scorecard. Mandy Bohm defeated Ji Yon Kim via split decision. Did not see this. Um... And apparently Kim could not just get any love. You know, she made some really bad decisions. Apparently, made a foul that she rightly got a point taken from. But um, yeah, not not, not a lot of love from the judges, huh? Uh, Brian Battle defeated Gabe Green KO very fast. Didn't watch this one. Um, Tainara Lisboa defeated Jessica Rose Clark submission. Renegade joke. 
round three. Wow, didn't watch this one. Didn't know um, how Jesse Jess was uh, doing. Uh, but that makes me sad for her because I'm a Jesse Jess fan. All right, 34-30. Finish that recap. Let's uh, look at the chat. What's going on? Da -da -da -da. Ah, Synchro Wing, what's going on? Are you a fan of Anthony Smith being weird talking to Johnny Walker and Johnny Walker being utterly confused? Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw. I just tweeted when that happened. I just tweeted the uh, Waterboy gif where he's just like, uh, stop making fun of me or whatever. He's like, the guy's like, what? And he goes, and he just charges him. Like, unfortunately, Anthony Smith only did the first part of that. He didn't do the second part. Um, but yeah, that was, that was weird. And uh, I was, you know... Um, I don't know if he was just trying to get himself in, engaged or what. Uh, Jimmy Kudo, interesting question for you. What do you think uh, of overpaid, overhyped uh, fighters where mainstream media starts to make up stuff like qualities that isn't there for to overhype the fight, fighter? Um, I guess I would need more. I mean, I know media can, can follow with like broadcasts or promotional narratives or media can get caught up in the hype. If you're talking about that, like that's obviously I see that obviously as a contrarian. I'm like, uh, right? But uh, I will say, um, as far as making up stuff uh, like qualities that aren't there, I think that's more happens on the broadcast with either commentators who don't do their research and will start calling uh, Jan Blakovich like an, an what was it? What was Rogan on where he was like, oh, he doesn't um, he doesn't can't grapple at all. And can't wrestle, or Jan's a actually decent wrestler, and's made some of his big biggest wins off of his wrestling, and is a longtime Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, and even earlier in his career, with a few guys to, like attack from his guard. Uh, you know, so there's that, and then they also will be digging for stats, especially in this era where we have little sample size of fighters, and we're really trying to reach, and they'll, they'll do this stupid thing where they'll be like, he has the most strikes landed uh, per minute that in welterweight history, and you're like. Uh, that's a skewed stat because the sample size is only like two fights and they were against uh, either like, you know, bum, I don't want to say bums, that's rude, but you know, last minute replacements, ill-prepared fighters and or slash all three of bad stylistic matchups and they get washed, you know, and w one that you see touted and media especially will pick up on this and it drives me crazy. I hate it. I hate it when there's a grappler like a Chemaev, right? Or somebody who is like, Clearly, that's how they do their thing. They haven't had a lot of fights. The fights they had, they are on the ground smashing them. And they're like, can you believe that Kamzat Jemai only, he's absorbed less than one strike. Like, no, stop. Fucking stop. I remember in the newspaper, the only one that was like legit, and this actually made the newspaper way back over a decade ago in the quote-unquote golden era. And I believe it was... It was the hype of the Machida era, which is after his first title win, um, before he fought Shogun, and it was uh, the first time, right, at 104 or whatever, the LA one with the controversial decision, um, and they had they, they flew a stat as far as that went, and Machida obviously had some underrated stuff, he did some takedowns, he took down guys like Tito Ortiz, uh, uh, judo guy, wrestlers like Tito Ortiz, uh, judo guys like Sokaju and finished him. I even believe one of his rare submission finishes in the UFC. Um, so he had a decent sample size, and it was primarily on the feet outside of those instances I cited. 
and I remember it just was really cool. Like they were, they actually like really did their homework homework for a short mainstream news article. Yet it's 15 years later, almost two decades later, and it feels like we're not getting any better, and people are still getting fucking fooled. And it, it's just I hate it. It sounds so stupid, and people I love and respect do it, and so it's like why 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 are you getting per, you know personal about this, Dan, or angry about? It? I'm not. I just it's it's really just a pet peeve. You know, like, you believe this wrestler's only... Yes, I can believe it. He just takes people down. He's barely fought. And they <laughs> they're great when they fought them. Yes, I can very much believe it. Stop. Stop pretending like they're fucking Leota Machida in 2009 in the article that I cited. Stop. Sorry. Um, we got Dan C. Can we get this week? Everyone watched last week's fight. We're caught up. Yeah, sorry if you're live, man. I, I gotta, I, that's, again, it's the format of the show. I recap every week, and then uh, we do listener questions, and we're going to get to the breakdown very shortly here. Um, and uh, I recap at the end. So if you're live, apologies again. Uh, not trying to complain. Not saying you got to like me. Just it's what it is. All right, Synchro Wing, I'm part of the uh, Santino's Discord. The three rules we look at if the fighter has good cardio. Uh fighter is bad if they jump gillies and they go for outside trips along the fence after blast doubles oh that's interesting a little insight to santino defranco's from uh fight ready gym's uh discord from synchro wing there um jimmy kudo uh Yep, like Cosmo. All right, I'm going to get on with it uh, before uh, I make any more enemies in the chat uh, than are already uh, than are already uh, going on there. But, uh, yeah. Um, all right, 40 minutes. Let's go. Let's go. 41. All right. Um, I'll give a shout-out real quick, actually, to my guy, Derek, uh, my guy D-Love. Uh, D-Love's Turmeric Tonic, the turmerictonic.com don't have a bottle with me because I just finished downing a smoothie but if you want any uh, turmeric juice go to the turmerictonic.com use code protect15 and uh, that way you can get a uh, 15% off or 10% off I can't remember it'll get you a discount is the point so go try it and uh, alright and then we will get on now boom 41 let's go UFC fight night 223 UFC Vegas 73 and we are here to a party uh of course, uh, this fight is a headline by impromptu fight that was going to be done last night, but um, but uh, or last week I should say, but was not. So let's see. Sorry, I'm just going to do a quick adjustment here. Sorry, guys, I got to play my own producer, so it's a uh, it's always fun that way. But yeah, of course, uh, Mackenzie Dern, Angela Hill in the main event. I believe we got Dern as the favorite. I'll get you odds in a second. Boom. Just got to remove some trolls. Herb Dean Gold Standard, don't mute me. Um, I don't know. I may have already heard, but uh, I don't know, man. I always try to be, be pretty cool and at least explain myself to you, brother. But appreciate you dropping by and giving me uh, some engagement saying hi. Um, let's see here. Uh, there we go. 
Bada boom. Alright. Yeah, I'm sorry, I had some trolls in the chat. I'm surprised I don't have more, to be honest, with uh, everything that got sent my way in recent weeks. But, alright. But just, just haters showing themselves with that uh, little dick energy and whatnot. Uh, having nothing better to do. And it's just great because that's why I'm here, folks. That's why I'm going to keep doing it. And it'll just hide their stuff, or if they're muted, you guys can just keep getting annoyed. It's fucking fine. So, uh, enjoy that. Boom. All right, let's go. 40, then we'll go 43. I'll make sure I give the proper timestamp so people that aren't watching live can, uh, unfortunately can't save my guy Dan C there. Appreciate you. But, um, you know, hopefully I can save the people on rewatch with the proper timestamp. All right, let's get through this. We've got, uh, Mackenzie Dern, of course, minus 175 and Angela Hill plus 145. Uh, I was kind of leaning toward Hill for this matchup. Again, I'm not been big on Dern. You can argue she should be on a 0 and 3 skid in her last three fights. If, the Tisha Torres fight was scored properly, but of course, big swing to the head, smash, uh, fall, uh, trick smart people, um, as well as uh, stupid people that you know you will see uh, trying to bombard the uh, the chat and whatnot. But little do they know, they are only helping the engagement. Unfortunately, whether we cash our bets or not, we are helping <laughs> engagement on the UFC's end, and that's why it makes it extra crappy when you're on the wrong end of those crappy decisions. Um, so that one always stings. It's like uh, the I think you should leave gif. I, I can't talk about it without crying. Um, obviously, that's a classic one you guys always bring up to piss me off in the chat. Um, so you guys know how I feel there. And you guys know that I'm not big, uh, you know, sold on Dern. Um, Hill has made more improvements than Dern, despite Hill being 38 years of age and, and in, you know, this far into her career. And I don't mean that as a slight, man. It's a, it's a legit compliment, you know, who, you know. As far as the uh, you know old dogs learning new tricks, and I'm not trying to use the word old. I'm not trying to talk about age. I know it's very sensitive. We're talking about the ladies. I'm just I'm just trying to speak fairly, like I would uh, any other any other fighter. And I mean this in a positive. And I like Angela Hill, so it's no negative when I say those things. And if you really look at it, it's true. She's really worked on her wrestling a lot in recent years. She's showing much better. Um, you know, somebody who's really worked on their wrestling in recent years. Um, it's showing much better, you know. You're seeing her push the head down, separate grips, uh, you know, uh, just, just, just kind of going step by step. Like she's really understanding it. Some underrated stuff of her own. I don't know how much wrestling she'll want to do. She may end up on top though, just because even though she's stronger in the clinch and more dangerous, I think Dern will get more than she bargains for, which is why you'd hope that she is uh, working on her wrestling. But she's pretty much out there saying everything you you wouldn't want to hear for someone if you're picking or playing Dern. Um, but, uh, and, and yeah, she's going to have a, a lot, a lot of those answers. So she might, you know, be on top though anyways, cause Durham will kind of do quick guard pulls. She'll even kind of hook gloves a little bit, right? She'll do like her own little arm drags, like, uh, Carlos Diego Fajeda, who we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, to, to, to Dustin Poirier, uh, in their fun, like one round kind of, uh, scrambly affair fight. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so she, she, she will still probably find herself in grappling, uh, engagements in this fight it is the small cage and that's what I don't like the fact that it's a small cage and you could say five rounds favors Hill I do think she has the better cardio but we've seen Dern um, just getting beat you know by a, a fighter like Jan and looking frustrated in the corner um, 
And a lot of her personal problems that she's citing actually started even just before that Yan fight, like her divorce and stuff, although it didn't get as bad according to her. The point is, things were just going bad, and she still comes out, and her best round is the fifth round. And even when she looks kind of discouraged, she never really looks like she's really physically too tired or slowing too much. Um, so I don't know how much of a cardio advantage it really is, whereas Hill... She will actually look like she's getting tired a lot, even though it's just kind of like that Dominic Cruz thing where she kind of takes the big breaths. Part of it is the optics that she puts off, but if you actually look at her work rate and pace, she does really well. And you also have to account that some of those fights, as Angie does, tends to do, um, she might have took on short notice, right? So that's something you got to watch out there for. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, man, uh, ultimately, um, it, it, it's hard to say that the cardio is too much of an advantage, and I can't help but look at it as 25 minutes in the smaller cage to not slip up. And Dern, again, not just with the cardio, but she's incredibly durable. Those two things are what's been getting her through these fights, even in losses, right? Seeing her to the scorecards. She's taken really heavy shots um, from heavier strikers like the aforementioned Jan. Um, I do think that she can get hit, she can get hurt, and she can certainly get sliced up by elbows and knees, which I think her style of pushing into the clinch will be setting herself up for. You know, but as far as like who can make more mistakes, um, obviously Dern can make much more mistakes, right? Uh, whereas not only can she make more, um, arguably even with her, you know, poor results that Dern herself admits as far as her jujitsu goes, not kind of really having that finishing prowess as quite as advertised, uh, even with that in mind, you can still make the argument that it could only take one mistake, right? Uh, so for that reason, I ultimately picked Dern, and I probably would have still doubled against that as well as the small cage stats, which I went through and posted um, at Dan Tom MMA, as you can see in the little name tag here on Twitter. Um, and, uh, and uh, whatchamacallit, um, and yeah, we had Hill at one and three, right? Uh, Ashley Yoder, I believe, was the only win there. Um, and then Mackenzie Dern is four and two. Now, those two losses are the two main events that everyone's focusing in on, Marina Rodriguez and Yan Jianan. Um, But she's won four other times inside that apex. So, you know, whether it's the stats, the stylistic edges, and my stylistic analysis all kind of point toward Dern having a slight, slight, ever so slight edge um, based on her danger and opportunism but man if I would have heard those interviews before I'd just submit my pick because again I gotta record these videos on like Monday or Tuesday at the very latest folks you might not see them drop till like Thursday but the work is the work is going in and being recorded early on in the week um, on these things so uh, I picked during there and again Despite, you know, uh, what the haters say, I, I keep that same energy, even at my own detriment. I always play what I, uh, I pick what I say. I'm going to stick to the pick of what I said. I'm going to stick to what I say. I play what I pick, you know. Um, I don't just post the picks out there and then, or, and then not play them and only take credit when they hit, right? Or selectively take credit for things. Or, you know, charge you for things, or charge you for things and then go back and brag about that. I don't do any of that stuff, but, you know, of course, uh, I'm the one here getting assaulted in uh, in my own chat. Which, by the way, I might have to make some of you guys regulars, moderators. Hit me up, DM me if you're interested to get those. i got to figure out how to give those out, and that way maybe uh, you guys can help uh, fight the good fight here. Um, you can start by early auditioning by, you know, uh, you know, shitting on any of these lowlifes that come through. But it looks like it's all good people now. Uh, it, was just a, it was just a couple. 
Um, but yeah, uh, so hit me up if you guys want to uh, be interested in that. But yeah, I, I got to stick to my pick here. Mackenzie Dern, second round sub. But man, um, I, I'm rooting for Angela Hill. This is one where my mind was with Dern, my heart's with Hill. Uh, definitely rooting for Hill, Hill betters. Um, I was maybe the only thing I was going to maybe do was put like Dern by sub in a round robin. Hopefully I don't need it because I don't want even that amount of exposure, as small as that is. I don't want none. I don't want none on this fight. Um, we'll see, though, because there's not much pickings. Uh, submitted my breakdown on this earlier today. Uh, was a little behind on this one. Anthony Hernandez, minus 210. Edmund Shabazian, uh, unless you're anywhere between uh, Pittsburgh to... Uh, <laughs> in the Pittsburgh area, maybe he's then Shabazian, you know, from Pittsburgh to Baltimore. Maybe he's Shabazian there. Um, but Evan Shabazian plus 170. This is tough. Um, Edmund feels alive here. Uh, he really does. Uh, not because he's always oh, he's training at Extreme Couture. Now he trains at Dewey Cooper's gym. He trains at the PI. Uh, trains at a bunch of different places. Um, mainly working with uh, Dewey Cooper. Um, we've only seen one sample size of Edmund since with Dewey Cooper. He looked a little more composed which was good and maybe it came in handy because he had to overcome some adversity in that Dolce Lungiambula fight um, but overall looked improved you know uh, looked like he was thinking fu fundamentally better with his wrestling defense again as commentary noted not the best most fluid wrestler strong freaking guy for sure hard hitting guy dangerous guy for sure but not exactly uh, the best wrestler or technical wrestler there uh, Dolce has some judo but uh, it was more uh, you know double legs and changing level tech uh, along the fence very MMA wrestling centric takedowns that Dolce was providing for the uh, you know our defensive our more recent defensive sample size otherwise um, he's kind of struggled when the fights of you know when he's ended up on bottom right uh, Shabazian whether it was to Hermanson Brunson even when you go back to that life and death fight um, with Darren Stewart which by the way when I say uh, at the Pearl, um, when I was including the small cage stats, uh, that wasn't included uh, in, the, in the apex cage because it wasn't the apex cage, but those tough finales, as they often are, you know, uh, at the Palms and whatnot, at the Palms of the Pearl, it's a small cage there. And uh, he struggled in that fight too. So common threads wrestling, common threads small cage. Um, but on the Shabazian upside is, you know, he is a guy who has, you know, we said, you know, Hill, maybe that one that one shot power lacking there as far as mistakes go. Um, Shabazian has shown that before, you know. Um, it's hard to know what to make of that Brad Tavares one before. Um, maybe harder to know what to make of it now. But he does have that power, kicks and hands, right? Um, you know, is it as potent as Ngannou or, or even like you know heavier punchers in his own division to stay fair with the uh, comparison? Maybe not. No. But the dude hits hard, he's fast, uh, he can be precise, he can do some damage. If you don't see a shot coming, or you get stupid, right? Like, it's it's there. Um, he also throws knees really well. Uh, and he's underrated at work in the body. He was really, you know, overexcited being a, a first-round finisher, for the most part, coming out of the shoot. Uh, but even coming out of the shoot, he was always really well-rounded. He was always a really well-rounded athlete. He always diversified his attacks. Uh, he would hurt guys to the body. He just would get so caught up in headhunting and lack of pace management. He, he's a young man. He was, what, de debuting at 21 years old, 22 years old? R real young, right? Still is young, 25 only. So, again, fight-to-fight -fight improvements, right? 
uh, Hernandez is only 29, so he can still make some himself. But Edmonds in that real, still in that real potent part where he can really make some some fight to fight improvements here. And he does work the body, and he did a really good job of more consistently, not just working, but even in building off the body against Dolce. And I really like that. And if Anthony Hernandez gets stuck at space, that's going to be something to watch out for. Two fighters on this card, at least that I've come across so far. Uh, again, I'm going to give you guys what I got. Um, I post everything on Fight Day. People listening in the future can rewind. And hopefully the live viewers, the live viewers who are uh, upset with my long-winded ass, again, I've been doing the same format. I've been me for free for nearly a decade. Appreciate you joining, but uh, not hate and appreciate the feedback. But this is kind of what you get. This is what I warned off the top of the show, and I've been warning off of shows for the better part of a decade. Uh, we'll make up time for the end here for the fights that I am. Fully disclose everything here, including what I what I study and what I don't. And studying through Hernandez, the guy gets hurt to the body, right? Um, that's something we've seen a lot. Uh, even in victories, he's been hurt to the body. Um, and that's arguably what opens up the TKO to Kevin Holland who is arguably the last power puncher we've seen since Edmund Shabazian, rounding back to why Edmund Shabazian is live. Both the power and potency, which he arguably hasn't seen since Holland, his last TKO defeat, and, again, he will work the body. But the thing is, Shabazian, whether it is the older version of him, which so far, all the iterations we've seen so far, um, aggressive grappling has proven to work against him, which is ultimately what made me side with this here. Uh, I also believe that he is 0-3 in the uh, back to those stats that can kind of sway if you want to be a stats pro and forget the uh, technical and the context and all the other boring shit that I spend too much time talking about. Fine. He's 0-3 in the small cage, and Anthony Hernandez is 4-0. Um, you know, and again, outside of the 0-3, he also had a tough life-and-death fight that could have easily won against him in a split-decision win against Darren Stewart. So he could arguably have been 0-4, right? depending on how you want to look at that. And then whereas Anthony Hernandez um, could arguably be 5-0 and if you don't you know, have the uh, no contest for weed or whatever stupid it was and he knocked out an actual rostered middleweight. Um, granted, a not very successful one, though a nice guy, Jordan Wright. Still, legit, legit win. Um, yeah, so uh, you, you've got that. And, and again, that's not only proven to work against Edmund in all the iterations so far, but even if he is improved... Um, and even if he's improved his jiu-jitsu, which we've seen the least, even though he's grew up grappling, not that he can't, but clearly on bottom of these big middleweights is, is a problem, right? The dude's eating pasta 24 hours within weigh-ins, within weigh which is great. He looks great. He doesn't look sucked out, but it makes you wonder, okay, how big and strong is he relatively to the more proven, sizable middleweights? Anthony Hernandez, not a sizable middleweight. Not that he's small, but he's not, he's not big. He's not athletic. He's not super powerful, so he doesn't have to worry about that. But, again, how would you plan to beat Shabazian even if you were trying to plan for an improved, hypothetically improved version of him? Well, shit, I, I, I still feel like it's, you got to stick to, to, to relentless grappling, staying on top, and your chances will be better if not only do you do that and can do that, show not just the discipline, but the gas tank to do that. Got to put him in the small cage to really up the chances, and then I think that's the worst matchup. It's kind of what we have here. So, initially I saw this, and I'm like, rounds two and three, Hernandez, let's go. People I respect are on Shabazian. Shabazian, of course, not that I try to go with these biases, training in my backyard. Let me take a closer look at it. Told you the body work, things to look out for here. 
right? He's definitely livelier than I thought. But even with that in account for it, I still ended up in the same spot, uh, which is Hernandez rounds two and three. Uh, uh, my article, you can get it at plus 550 and plus 850. I got it for much worse numbers, which I will uh, account for, I think, like plus 750 or plus 475. Uh, either way, I did my, not my usual point seventeen, because, uh, again, the numbers haven't been getting too sexy. Um, and so you got to give more to get more. And uh, so I just did a quarter unit, point twenty. Uh, or 25 uh, or 0.25 sorry I can't fucking speak right now um, so it's a half unit total of exposure quarter unit on uh, round two quarter unit on round three um, we still pocket a unit in round two including the give back of the quarter unit in round three if that hits if he wins in round three then I think we get a little over not quite two units but uh, a little over uh, close to two units, but then you minus the 25 that we gave for round two, right? If hypothetically round three hits, then yeah. I think it's like 1.6 units, six something, seven units or something like that. So yeah, over a unit and a half potentially. And we only have to risk a half unit total. And we get plus numbers on a, on a chalky favorite that I don't want to trust at that chalky number, right? So uh, unless you want to follow me, which I don't blame you, you should probably fade me. Right, um, yeah, it's probably dog or pass. But if you are gonna play the favorite, there's a way you can play it. Uh, follow at your own risk. Emily Ducote plus one thirty. Uh, Loopy Godinez minus one sixty. Um, we'll see where I end up. I actually got to watch tape on this one still and have to do it for my main card quick picks and prognostications which of course you can find at mmajunkie.com on fight day and of course i post that article as well as a recap of all my picks and plays you don't have to listen to any of me that way um at dan tom mma where you see on the screen on twitter on fight day um all right next fight uh joaquin buckley minus 220 225 and andre fialho as i like to say andre filaho baby filaho in the house Minus 185 for Filaho. He's coming in looking like Shooter McGavin and one of uh, you know, uh, Happy Gilmore's bad uh, fantasies with the with the black button down in the hands. It's just like coming in there, Filaho, right? In the club. Dan, he's probably a really nice guy. Why do you got to say that? Just saying. He looks like Filaho. Looks like Captain Filaho. Not say, but it was like Captain Filaho out here. Um, I actually was going to be late and didn't want to be like 10 minutes late like I normally am to start this show. Uh, but I already had a timestamp for his one uh, southpaw, unless Van Camp or somebody like like that. I still got to double check to see if that guy's a southpaw or not. But uh, it doesn't look like he fought, fought any southpaws in the UFC. But did fought, fit, uh, face Chris Curtis in season two of the PFL tournament. Um, and uh, again, classic southpaw counters, body work from Curtis. And all that troubled and really got in uh, Filaho's head who was shooting takedowns and just gassed out from the takedowns and the body work and was just slim pickings by round three. Uh, Buckley, of course, did some work out here at Shrink Couture. Um, he didn't do that great against Chris Curtis. He actually had some success before getting finished, um, but he won't be facing a southpaw here. Fialho showed some right ideas against facing a southpaw. I mean, apparently this guy, him and Luke Rockhold are buddies, so I take it they've trained together a lot. So he's had the southpaw look to some extent. Like, he will jab. He will look for outside foot awareness. Uh, he will blast power kicks on the power side, but um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I, I like Buckley here. Um, what did that open at? I don't know if there's anything I really want to play with with it. I have to look closer, but I think Buckley can get a finish. 
most of the under one and a half. Hmm. That's tough because it could come come early, come late. <laughs> Easy, Dan. Uh, what is Buckley KO? Only plus 100. Yeah, I kind of know what's going on there. Yeah, there's nothing else, and it's still at plus money, maybe. I'll do that by you know TKO or put that in the round robin. It's not a sexy number, but again, I have to have some non-sexy numbers anyways, and uh, otherwise I get limited. Um, so we'll see. I still got to finish running that through the comb, and uh, I'll have the rest of that southpaw report out to you guys shortly. Uh, Carlos Diego Fajeda, minus 155. Michael Johnson, plus 125. Of course, you guys know I had to get into this one. I posted the Southpaw report for it, and as you can guess from what I highlighted on the Southpaw report, not picking on Coach Safe's guys again. Uh, and Kenny Nunchucks and Chuku did well for me. That's another Coach Safe guy. You know, I, lo I love Coach Safe guys, but uh, I don't want to make it look like I'm just highlighting, you know, the parts where Morono had trouble with Southpaws or the parts where um, uh, CDF, Carlos Diego Fajeda, had trouble with Southpaws. But that's what jumped out of the page to me. Now, he does do good things like as far as he's not afraid to throw a jab out there, even though he's not much of a jabber, Carlos Diego Fajeda. He does have good outside foot awareness. Of course, he's got a, a great coach in Safe Sayud who will always call for the proper flanks, depending on the stance of the opponent, to help reinforce that outside foot awareness. So check, check there. Um, he also does the thing that, you know, that poor man's uh, Max Holloway, Volkanovsky move that guys like Ronnie Yaya do where uh, against southpaws from orthodox stance where they'll kind of raise the knee and step in to... You know, Ronnie will do it to shoot. He'll like throw a right hand and kind of do the shifting right hand like a Volkanovski or Holloway will. And then he'll like immediately shoot because he's, he's honey, yeah, everybody. But uh, whereas Carlos Diego Fajeda doesn't shoot that much, only averages... Something I picked up actually watching the tape because you know I don't just go off stats blindly and cite them to you uh, like I'm some fucking pro. Uh, actually go through and watch the tape and it does actually match the shockingly low stat of him barely uh, attempting takedowns uh, which is not good you have to have that move and at least mix that in um, and at least mix maybe a little more body work in as well when you do those kind of uh, uh, moves um, you know or like DJ will against someone was that was the first or the second fight uh, it was the second fight against um, the guy who beat him over and won Wow, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Adriano. Um, sorry, I'm blanking on his name. But yeah, uh, DJ would do a similar thing where he would do it from Southpaw, um, which is where I, I do my setups from and actually got this idea from. Comes up with the one knee and he can either step into a level change or step into a level change right hand. Um, whereas Carlos Diego Veda will kind of just shift almost recklessly sometimes because he gets so excited or maybe he's getting tired and he's really getting into the fight but yeah he'll really shift in there in no harm's way and uh, I see him just getting countered all day and in the highlight you can see that's actually a consistent theme throughout his career some of that footage is old so like, Dan you can throw that out you know but the guy he's 38 like me or just turned 38 so I'm 37 actually but you know I'm, I root for these guys in their late 30s man that ain't old as uh, his coach told me actually you know um as far as encouraging words and stuff, but like it's um yeah it's uh so I, I you know I don't say that as he can't win or as a negative, but as far as like you know again it's it's rare that's why I wasn't trying to point at Angie Hill's age. I'm saying it's rare at 38 you're picking up new skills like that. So I don't know how much new defensive skills we'll see, especially because defense offensive improvements fighters will make defensive in MMA. A little harder to count on, right? A little harder to count on. So I actually came in expecting to pick Carlos Diego Fajeda by submission, which is still at a decent number that you can hedge. Um, 
you know you can ha you can hedge if you play Michael Johnson let's say for two units then put you know plus 125 you maybe put Fajeda one a one unit on Fajeda by sub right um, that way you profit either way of course if Fajeda by sub you're only profiting what like fifteen dollars if it's plus two fifteen you lay two units so again it's more of a hedge at that point uh, and the more the profit is on the Johnson side or you can do you know the way I'm thinking where I played Johnson for one unit at plus 139 uh, I got him for and I'm looking at uh, a site that I use that offers the method, the round methods, and round two sub is both Carlos Diego Fajeda's most popular form of finishing, both round and method. And uh, of course, Johnson, um, arguably, you know, round two is, you know, he's got some round ones and some like a round three there with Emmett, like that's random, but uh, he's been gotten out of there, especially by uh, submission in round two. Uh, quite a bunch as well uh, and I think that's going off at like plus 650 in that neighborhood you probably get it for a better number uh, but even at plus 650 if you put the classic Danton 0.17 units there um, you can make enough to still kind of profit either way right whereas you get Johnson for plus 139 um, or even plus 125 a lower number you know and that cash is you give the 0.17 back you're still taking in over a unit profit um, so I'm not much of a big fan of a hedge guy but my confidence has clearly been beaten into the ground um, and that, which is clearly also why the haters are here because like losers like that only come at, at you when you're at your low, low points and uh, behind keyboards uh, anonymously but uh, yeah I, I wish they you know I wish they'd come find me and sign the waiver uh, at my normal places of training that would be fun to that would be fun to see um, but of course they won't because they're cowards. It was so funny too. Like I, uh, when it was like at the heat of it with the the Dragus Duplessis one, <clears throat> I was getting like so much on the Instagram one. Uh, and uh, again, I had to protect it for like what other people were getting. Like I was like legit getting like people like going after like elderly disabled family members to like rape. That's my girlfriend. You know, lovely stuff that again like real cowards do. Um, but I noticed it was the people that was like with like some religion and again. Because you're religious doesn't mean you're bad or you're not friends with me. Not saying that, but it was weird. It was the Palm 3-7 whatever, the people that were like, were sending the most vitriolic ones. And you go to their profile, it's like all Jesus stuff and family stuff. I saw this one guy, like literally like he wrote me like three paragraphs. And I was just like, you know what, I don't want to read this. I'm like, what does this call button do? This guy clearly wants to talk. And I hit the call button and the guy didn't answer and by like the fourth or fifth ring he's like typing back to me and he's like oh, lol what are you doing bro <laughs> like oh i thought you wanted to talk oh come on buddy you had three you had three paragraphs to say you wanted to talk i'm like you can't you don't have to give me your location i can't strangle you for the through the phone but you're such big cowards that you can type vitriolic messages despite having jesus in your bio but you can't even pick up the instagram phone really the internet telephone. Ooh. I only tried that twice before moving on because it was funny. The people that were getting mad at me for, or calling me weak for privatizing my account, which was, again, for uh, death and rape threats of other people, not me. Um, a, they also had their accounts privatized, which at that point I was like, fuck it, I'm privating my account. And uh, and B, the, the couple people I did try to call to have, have a nice conversation with, they were all, they were all pussies. You know, and and I don't say this to encourage road rage because a lot of people have guns out there. You got to be careful, folks. You know, you never know who's packing. You never know. It could be a nerdy dude. Um, but uh, it's just like on the road, man. Everyone's just a bunch of fucking cowards. Fucking cowards. 
behind their wheel, behind their keyboard. You want to have a conversation, not even a physical conversation, like an actual confrontation. Com nah, they ain't about that life, um, which is hilarious. Uh, I assert, we'll, we'll blow through the rest of this. Uh, I assert Mahashate plus 130 uh, via Kesla Borshev minus 160. It just feels like it should be a pick em fight. It feels like it's going to be a slugfest, but neither guy's been stopped. I Again, check me at Dan Tom MMA for my final picks on fight day. But I am probably going to go with, probably end up with the Borshev. I would probably slightly lean just because he, he attacks the liver. And you guys know I'm a body shot whore. Um, and, right. Carolina Kovalkiewicz, minus 135. Vanessa Demopoulos, plus 110. Um, that was surprising. What did this line open as? Huh. Money coming in on KK, huh? I'll have to look at that. You know, I'm a big Carolina Kovalkiewicz fan. We were born in the same year, speaking of rooting for the older fighters. But Demopoulos feels like a kind of, she kind of has those athletic opportunist vibes. So this feels like a dog or pass, regardless of what side you pick. So be careful. Check me on fight day to see where I end up on. As well as for this fight, this one feels volatile. Orion Kosi, minus 120. Gilbert Urbina, money coming in on him. You still find him at plus money in most places, I think. I don't know where I'm going to end up on that one, folks, to be honest. Um, Kosi is the better athlete and wrestler from my memory, and that could make me side with them in the smaller cage. But I am not high on either of those fighters, folks. That seems like a really volatile fight. Alir Latifi, plus, one, plus 165. Alir Latifi. Rodrigo Nascimento, minus 200. Money coming in on Nascimento. I feel like there should be, like, pick him at the least, or if anything, Latifi favored, just because he's stymies fights and is hard to... Wrestle. Uh, Nascimento is bigger and more athletic and more stronger than old man Olenek. But Olenek is super crafty, much more dangerous and proven submission fighter. And I think he even got a Latifi in the small cage, I believe. Maybe not. Don't hold me to it. Either way, Latifi was able to pass that test. Um, and he's not like super ancient, I don't think. I don't know. I got to relook at that one. But that looks... I know I shouldn't be interested, but that number just seems off to me, which, out of principle, I probably got to look into now. So definitely check me on fight day um, on the pick. Who knows? Maybe there'll be something in the plays there. What, what's the over in that fight? Uh, maybe like a Latifi and an over. Mm, something there. Um, or just the over if you get that at plus money, I guess, or I don't know. But that's a big number, though. Maybe Latifi gets one of his rare KOs. Who knows? Nick Fiore, minus 135. What did he open? What did they open at? Minus 104. Money's coming in on Fiore. Chase Hooper, plus 110. Hmm. Interesting. Fiore, still got to see more on him. I'm going to go re back. We'll rewatch what I can. But 0-1 inside the Octagon. Of course, that was a short notice debut against a really good fighter. Uh, and uh, Chase Hooper is split 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Of course, rest in peace, Felipe Kolarish is part of that sample size, the victory side of it. Um... Yeah, I feel like Chase Hooper's live in this one, even if I do end up picking Fjord. Uh So, yeah. Um, careful with that one, folks. N Natalia Silva, minus 900. Victoria Leonardo, Leonardo, plus 575. Yeah, both the opener and the line inflation since don't surprise me. Um, I, I can pretty much tell you right now, without looking at this fight, you will see Silva as my pick. I don't know if I'm going to have anything as far as plays or my round robin peep me on fight day. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, Themba Garimbo minus 120, Takashi Sato, which uh, I believe, hopefully this is the last matchup I have to do for the Southpaw Report after I finish up uh, Buckley's and Filaho. But Sato plus 100, what did this open as? 
Money coming in on Sato. I was going to say, Sato seems live to me. Uh, I got to rewatch some Thembo Grimbo. Um, I missed his lone UFC fight. I believe he only has one off the top of my head, but I will actually watch that the, the, this matchup uh, because you will have to see me do it because I have to do the Southpaw report for what that is worth. So I will definitely be looking at that on the prelims. Maybe Chase Super if I have time. Uh, Latifi, uh, Nasimentov, uh, I have time for sure. Um, we'll be staying away from that Borishev and Mahashate. All right, going to clean up the chat and do a recap. 114. Oh my goodness. I'm like 45 minutes earlier than I normally use episodes, and I'm sitting here worried about pissing off the listeners for being long winded, even though I'm doing what I always do in the same format I've done for a better part of a decade and doing a better time than I've never done in years. Sorry. It's true, though. Sorry for your ears. Um, all right. Let's go. Why did you only have $100 worth of gift? I gave more than that, folks. You guys, that's funny. You guys are zooming and doing the math. Um, no, I, I did. I gave $600 worth, actually, buddy. Uh, total, 300 in Starbucks. It's actually more when you add the taxes on, but yes. 300 in Starbucks gift cards. $300 in movie gift cards. Same thing I did for the same animal hospital back in 2021. But I don't advertise this or the many other things I do. But since I made this public promise and since a lot of y'all have nothing better to do, hopefully you're not part of that crew, Dan C. Um, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I did make a promise publicly with the Nunchuku sub hit. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else I got to do. Um, I don't want to post too much because I don't want my numbers, my credit card numbers or whatever, even though it's like blocked out. You, you don't know what people can do with information. I was even like upset about posting that because like uh, I put, you know, th th there's a bunch of those animal hospital names, by the way. Um, but like just because I, I'm like, fuck, I put the name on and these assholes, like they really have nothing better to do and they're out to get me for whatever reason, even though, again, you don't have to like me. I don't like me. You could make fun of me all you want how I look my bets literally it's fine but like to act like I'm out here scamming people most people don't do nice things and if they do it's off some contest or you got to buy this and you got to buy this merch and it's it's dual side you're marketing to them you're giving them engagement you're giving them money like I, I never ask for any of that shit if I do stuff for charity for people personally or for charities uh, or anything like that which I do a lot and I don't fucking post about it even my oversharing ass it comes out of my money, not any money I get from this podcast, which I've been doing for free, and any little money that I get, I it go it, do, it doesn't even cover the hosting fees, which has blown up even more. But even before it's blown up even more in recent years, it doesn't even cover that. All this comes out of my pocket. I could stop doing this podcast right now, and my bills are my bills are still paid. I am still working in my, my dream job. You still got to see my face on junkie stuff on social media. I'm sorry. Like, all this comes out of my pocket. So again, you don't got to like me, but, but, but don't fucking question my integrity. That's the one thing. Because I do this out of my own time, out of my own money. I lose my ass off on money. I have to deal with all these people trying to kick you while you're down, attacking my family members. 
rape threats my fucking girlfriend, coming at disabled elderly people, like lowest of low shit. And, 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 and probably because you guys are still so obsessed with this, with this fucking act of charity I did. You know, which is funny. Like, I'm getting tagged a little bit later because I, I guess like an hour and a half after I post that, some, somebody else posts something too and good on them. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not even going to mention them. I wish them the best. But I don't know why we're coming at me for, for doing something out of the, the fucking kindness out of my heart with my own money. I, I, I put way too much time, better part of a decade. You know, again, I look like a nerd, but I spent my fucking better part of my life since 1993 most of you weren't even a glint in your father's eye before they raped your mother you fucking lowlifes I was throwing punches and kicks and having them thrown at me I will gladly fucking test myself someone wants to come sign the fucking waiver but don't question my fucking integrity because I will fucking fight for that I will stand up for that I put, I put way too much into this I sacrificed way too much I don't wear these glasses because I'm a stupid fucking hipster which I am I wear these glasses because of Concussions, repeated concussions, training for fights, and, and otherwise. And I'm still trying to get out there and compete like a dumbass. So anyway, sorry. I got done early, and, you know, I got, despite the criticism, and the person criticizing me is now going to question, question my integrity off of, off of a little receipt, off of something they saw, some, some Twitter account that doesn't, of people that don't even hold themselves to the same account on any level. Whether it's their avi, whether it's the energy they keep, whether it's the things they offer. Most of these fuckers can't even pick up an internet phone. They want to come at me like, you motherfuckers. It is, it, 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 is, it is ridiculous. And yeah, I'm actually like regretting even posting that photo and thought about deleting it. But then people would say, oh, why'd you delete it? And the reason was because I, I was stupid like I, like I am and, and we'll, we'll cop to. And I didn't put the uh, hospital in there. Now, if somebody's low enough to fucking go bother a fucking animal hospital... To be like, did you receive this? You know what they're going to say? Yeah. Yeah. He is literally, he is literally our favorite customer. Literally, we do not have any other animals that are not of the staff's animals except for one person. Of a place that's been open for decades. You know whose animals they have? My fucking animals. It's because this isn't the first time. It isn't some fake uh, donation. It's, it's a legit relationship I have. And it's going to be really upsetting if I find out they get a bunch of fucking troll calls because these fucking people. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the, the littlest dicks energy of them all, that have enough energy to go that far and try to track it down of all the many with that same name. I'm hoping that, what are they going to do? Call and be like, again, they're going to be like, yeah, he did. And, well, well he, he, he gives out bad bets and MMA bets. <laughs> Click. Like how much, how much of a loser is that person, right? Like how much of a fucking loser is that person? How much energy have they spent? Like so many of these people that I've muted, like they're still in my replies. It's hilarious. They've been gone weeks. I'm the victim. I'm the crybaby. I'm moving on with my life, still, still paying my bills, doing what I love. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. Anyways. All right. I got more questions, but uh, I'm not really uh, too much... Uh, in the mood, so uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys are, uh, can forgive me for that. It's just uh, just upset and shit, you know. It's like I'm really close to like not even wanting to do this stuff anymore. But again, these fucking haters, it seems to piss them off. So I'm gonna keep doing it, man. I'm gonna keep doing it, and I'm gonna keep uh, 
keep either blocking or muting the people who are haters and are unfair about it, but looks like my guy Dan C. isn't. He says, didn't mean to question your integrity. Hope we can get back to discussing the fights. I'm sure the dogs loved the Frappuccinos. Thank you, Dan C. I appreciate that. Sorry to get him out. You understand? It's not you, buddy. You're not muted or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, the people that are being disrespectful. Appreciate you being respectful. That's the thing. Like, I will actually answer these things, but this crowd in particular, because I've actually tried to help them on other things to shed light on, so I've actually tried to help in, in these kind of matters because um, I do believe in integrity in this space. And it became real clear to me back then before they came at me, maybe this is why, that they didn't want the help. They didn't want to acknowledge anything. They only wanted to throw shade and drag names. If it was really about integrity, I mean, I don't like me. You don't have to like me. But if it was about integrity, they wouldn't be coming after me. There's plenty of people that charge for picks. And don't even make picks. They'll make, you know. And I'm not coming at people. I'm not trying to throw shade. But I'm just saying there are people that do charge for picks, and I have people that are friends that have been on the show, and all respect, all love, and let them plug their stuff. I'm not trying to hate. Go out and get yours. But it is funny. Like there's people that that charge for the fucking picks, and they don't even make the bets sometimes, and will, you know, brag or make you know fudge numbers and do all these stats to make themselves. And I'm like, I suck. Here's my numbers. This is all free, and I get the shit. You know. Again, I don't. I don't get it, but anyways, um, sorry, I'm going to get out of here, uh, likes, please could, uh, hit that like button, uh, five star ratings and reviews could really use it because I've been getting a lot of, uh, trolls going through and downvoting my stuff too. And that was another thing, you know, obviously these people got dunked on and ratioed to hell. So Dan, why do you care? Uh, and, and part of that support, I remember one comment in particular and I didn't, I didn't want to feed it and respond to it, even though I appreciate it because it was, came from a good place, but I don't believe in that. They said, Hey, be ashamed if somebody downvoted so-and-so's podcast. And I just want to say, don't do that to other people, even if they're douches and if they, have, if they actually have their own stuff. Don't go and do that just because they're doing that to me. That's not cool. Even if they're douchebags and I would love to, you know, uh, have some time on the mat or in the ring or in the cage with them. Um, that doesn't mean, uh, it's like trashing a man's car. It's coward shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like keying somebody's car. Like just because they're a, a douche and maybe even not just dumb, but maybe, maybe they even espouse harmful shit. I don't know. I'm not following any of these people. It, it's their stuff to do, man. I'm a big believer in that. You go do what you want to do. If you put you, your work into your content, like, good on you, man. This stuff is not, it's not easy. It's, it's not hard, but it's it's definitely not easy. And it's harder than most people think. So uh, I would never advocate for that, even for these people attacking me. Do not attack their stuff. Instead, use that energy to help other people's stuff, including mine. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind it. So, yeah, five-star ratings and reviews. Um, don't hate on any of these people. If you're going to help me moderate, that's fine. Hit me up. I could use some help if you know anything about moderation or would like to be a moderator on this channel so we can keep it going. One less thing for me to deal with so I can give you guys my content. Maybe you can get some more questions. But uh, until then, let's recap here. Recap 125. All right. Recapping picks for UFC Vegas 73. Taking... Dern over Hill, begrudgingly. Should be dog or pass, but I made my pick early in the week. I have to stick to it. Taking Hernandez over Shabazian. Hernandez round three, by the way. Played him in rounds two and three. We'll get to that at the end. Uh, don't know who I'm taking for Godinez or Dakota. Check my quick picks and prognostications. MMA Junkie on Fight Day, as well as me on Fight Day at Tom MMA. Taking Buckley. I'm not finished this fight yet, but it's looking like I'm pretty much taking Buckley over Filaho. We'll see if there's any plays there. Didn't expect to, but I'm taking MJ. Michael Johnson, baby. Back on the Johnson dog train. Dog train. It's been a while. Not the juiciest number, but I but, but I got Johnson uh, opposite uh, 
Diego Fajeda. We'll see if I add that uh, round two by sub hedge or not. Uh, I'm leaning toward Borishev over Mahashate, but not a fight I'm looking to play. Check me at Dan Tom MMA on fight day to see where I am on the picks there. Uh, no clue with Demopolis or Kovalkiewicz. Again, check me at Dan Tom MMA on fight day for that. Um, Kosi minus 120. Urbina, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea where I'm going with that one either. Check me at Dan Tom MMA on fight day. I'm leaning Latifi, but I'm going to look into this one. So, again, before anything, check me at Dan Tom MMA on fight day to see where I am for Latifi, not Cemento. Leaning toward Hooper, but again, check me on fight day at Dan Tom MMA on Twitter to see where I end up. Post for free as usual. Uh, Natalia Silva, minus 900. Uh, that's a big number. Obviously, I'm going with her. Check me on fight day to see if there's even any kind of angle that I even want to take a shot at for like a round robin. Um, leaning towards Sato, but again, check my Southpaw report as well as for my actual pick on fight day at Dan Tom MMA as far as Sato Garimbo uh, plays. Again, uh, plus 750, plus 450 quarter unit apiece for a half a unit total. And that, of course, is for round two and round three for Hernandez to win. Um, Michael Johnson money line one unit plus 139, debating on adding the hedge. Uh, clearly, I'm confident. And clearly, I should have reason to be confident, right? So forgive me there. I'm not a big hedge guy. I, I know most people actually don't care. I don't know why I'm qualifying, like I always do. Um, but yeah, and then I'm going to look into uh, the dogs Latifi and Hooper to see if there's anything there worthwhile. But uh, not liking this card too much. Probably won't be anything big. Not that I try to go big. Not that I try to make it up in one shot. Not that I ever expect to make it up in one shot. And hell, don't even expect to win at this point. But as per usual, I will always give you what I got. And even on these epic losing streaks, um, I still have tidbits of analysis that that uh, end up being useful. Um, ended up finishing beginning of the week. I was doing a, uh, a recap for uh, UFC on Fox cards. And again, things I always talk about that come up. It was funny. I ended up finishing a write-up on rewatching Poye Gaethje. And that fight just got announced. So that was cool. I don't know when Junkie's going to release it. I'm just shoveling as much evergreen content as I can with my new agreement with him per month. And um, I'm also, uh, what was I going to say? Fuck. Oh, yeah, and it just was apropos because everybody was talking about like the, the lack of depth of cards how the, uh, on their network pushes, like for ABC and how they used to do it. Hearing a lot of podcasts talk about those big Fox cards, and I recently did a deep dive on that. Top five may have been shuffled because I extended this article to a top ten, but I guarantee you it still ages really well, and I still stick to a lot of the source material keeping the same energy. If you want to go back to episode 109, we're on episode, what, 358, 359? Again, for a solo shit show run by this fucking idiot. Not too bad, huh? Not too fucking bad. Um, but if you go back to episode 109, I have me and Zane Simon from Bloody Elbow, we did top five fights that aired on Big Fox. We did it January, right as the ESPN deal started, the current one we are on and subjected to right now. So a lot of that from that episode actually aged really well. I suggest going back to listen. Uh, hopefully be having more top fives coming at you. Uh, I think I'm going to have Drake Riggs on the show. Shout out to everybody who loves Drake Riggs in the chat. Uh, we might be doing, we may or may not be doing our top five flyweight fights next week. Also be doing a fight night flashback with my guy Brad Taschuk again. So again, hitting you with quality. Again, bets isn't the only thing I do. Thank you for those correcting others saying he's, a, he's an analyst first. That's what I do. Talk about things, whether it's technique or the history, the things that get overlooked, the context, the shit that matters. It's not talked about enough. That's what I do, baby. Sometimes that transfers into bets. A lot of times not, apparently, this year. We'll see. But again, 
trying to keep that same energy and remind the masses what I do. You can help remind them by liking, sharing, subscribing, five-star ratings and reviews. Thank you. MixedMartialAnalyst.com to support the show. Amazon and Onyx click-throughs. PayPal donations, not that I deserve them. Dan Tom or Daniel Tom MMA, one of those two. You just type that in on PayPal. You'll see this uh, goofy fucking face. And uh, yeah, that's your per- that's your man if you're feeling generous. But to be honest, I don't deserve it. So best of luck to you. Good luck on your picks and plays. And always protect...